0: This is the part two of why relationships are like job. If you haven't checked the first part, go to the previous episode.
1: And I've been a totally different person mm-hmm. during my college days. And this, this person who might, uh, overcome it, overdo everything, because I used to think that it's about sacrifice at the end of the day, very, very filmy take.
0: Yeah.
1: So, uh, I kind of realize now having also lived in Mumbai that it's ultimately a business. Movies are a business mm-hmm. and Bollywood has ruined romance. You can have your own definitions of everything. So I realized that, yeah, I don't have to really...
0: Yeah, it's the same for job as well. I mean, not just Bollywood, but yeah. this entire movie, film and this industry, they have ruined not just relationship, but also jobs for us. So working dedicatedly for this company and becoming a CXO person in like 10 years is the goal for everyone. Mm-hmm. And this is what we see in movies. Like this person was a loser and this girl, she left him and now he's an IAS officer. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't happen happen in real life yeah, right mein and hmm. yes <laughs> hmm. and other examples as well And it's fine to live a normal middle class life you know hmm. and you don't need to become a billionaire in 10 years it, this is not a goal for everyone this should not be a goal for everyone i mean i believe yeah. uh not just relationships because uh Hmm. that is a part that is something people acknowledge nowadays that you know Bollywood has given us a fake standard for relationship these things generally doesn't happen but but I believe jobs also and career also uh, I don't think we need to work that hard Hmm. (laughs) it's okay to live a normal life it's okay to prioritize your family your health or whatever you think is important in your life so uh, I was actually the same I was a workaholic (laughs) person I really I was proud that I'm working 12 hours a day and uh, so much so Mm. that it started affecting my health both physical and and mental and this is when I realized okay I need to Mm. cut some things down right Uh, I need to have some other thing in my life other than work so I adopted a dog I started going to gym and I started having a schedule around these things Mm. so I was Honestly pushing myself to go to the gym. And uh, not something I was really excited about. But I uh, started having a schedule around it. And now I love it. So I'm not going to compromise uh, my time with my dog and my gym time. And everything else come in between. So even if it's job, um, uh, meeting mm. friends or so on. So I believe um, if, even if you follow these movies, they are fiction <laughs> Uh, they are fiction, treat them like that and uh, learn about yourself. What do you enjoy? What do you yeah, like? And what do you want right. to do in your
1: life? Nice mini TED talk there. <laughs> yeah, but I, I absolutely agree with some of the things you said, especially uh, not everyone wants to be a CMO or a CEO. For example, I'm in the marketing department, I lead content for a crypto brand. So I am asked sometimes, okay, what are your plans? Uh, in terms of your career how do you plan to become the CMO and i usually i'm clueless because i've never thought of it and i don't think i have the plans to become a CMO it's like being the ceo of your own marketing department and i i've not really associated with doing everything about a particular department i think you have to become a generalist ultimately to become a cxo mm. and i've been on the other side mostly as a specialist so either you diversify to become a cxo or you just kind of find the next uh, employer uh, where you can work as a, as a specialist, but for a mm-hmm. larger team, so that you also grow in your career while retaining your profile, the uh, the kind of profile you have. So CMO bit, I don't really understand still. And for me, personal career aspirations, I don't think I have those. And yeah. also the other thing you mentioned, like in movies, uh, people quitting their jobs and all of that, or becoming some someone totally kick-ass after a setback, especially a breakup. That's, I think, visually interesting to see. But in real life, Mm. that's not what always happens. You still remain a loser. (laughs) Many people do. Mm. But in terms of, (laughs) uh, for example, impulsive resignations, that was quite cool some years ago. It still is somehow. Uh, Some young people do that. Mm. But uh, it's just good when you see it in a 3D sort of tamasha. But otherwise, in real life, it's just closer to career suicide. So you can be smarter about it. You can be calmer about it but a lot of uh, creative people especially when Mm -hmm. they're in a in a corporate culture they feel they're stuck emotionally and uh, mentally all of those things and suddenly they burn themselves out till the point that they have to kind of be rude to their bosses in the end so uh, it's it's good in a movie Mm -hmm. because i think you need conflict in a movie to in every scene you should either have some story going ahead or something to be revealed about the character some conflict that helps you feel nice about the whole movie about life in the end so it works in movies but in life i think Mm -hmm. it's just better if you don't really get influenced whether it's soulmate stuff or the resignation (laughs) stuff there are much easier ways to go about it not saying that i've done this always i've been very filmy
0: Do you think we can uh, apply the same rule to relationship as well? So, you are having a really bad time with this person. Would you resign? uh, I mean, leave this person and start looking for another one? Or uh, keep your thing going on with this person and meanwhile find a different person for yourself?
1: Hmm. I think it's different. I have seen um, women being a lot more mature after the breakup. Taking the time to heal as Hmm. compared to men who will... Some of them will just go on a bumble hinge spree. So uh different ways to heal perhaps. I don't know if the second one applies in terms of healing. But uh, it does apply somehow. I have, my first breakup was also kind of with a two month notice period because in January we had the talk, but <laughs> till March, till holy time we were like, Okay, because it was the first and we thought okay, uh, all that. We thought okay, this is just a break off maybe, this is not a break off. So, uh, it took us some time to realize.
0: Your life is not ending. Yeah.
1: So, and we, I think we never knew our limits or boundaries in, during our first relationships. Mm. We don't know that. Boundaries, at that time, boundaries were just fours and sixes in cricket for me. I never even realized it was a concept. So, I think. Uh,
0: but this is what we have been taught. Obsessive relationships mm. or being obsessive, yeah. possessive and all these negative aspects that you eventually realize you were being toxic mm. it was you not them mm. so uh you sort of grow and you realize okay i should have given that person some space mm. i i could have been better in that relationship you start seeing those things about yourself and you improve with the next person right even when you are working in a company you uh maybe something bad happened to you i mean you can bring that to your own self that maybe i could have asked for a better appraisal or maybe i could ask for i could have asked for a time off mm. um sabbatical or something like that i mean I, if i if i uh look what i was then i was 22 or 20 years old i was a completely different person again as you mentioned <laughs> and i was a really stupid person <laughs> but um the person i am today is because i did some stupid things right and i learned from that this thing notice period yeah I don't think, I mean, there is a notice period in even in relationship when you leave. Uh, both of you kind of start sensing that uh, this is not going to work. Uh, you put in effort, hmm. but eventually it dies off. Uh, there is a notice period, but I will not give this kind of notice, uh, you know, that in, <laughs> in a month you will not see my face <laughs> hmm. or we will not do this together. So, I mean, yeah, not that kind right. of corporate notice. And also...
1: Uh... So. You don't have these things in freelance but uh, that's another ball game.
0: yeah freelancing is great i think uh i mean as a professional and if we have to compare that with um uh i mean relationship or uh it's not relationship when you're freelancing it's more like uh
1: singlehood um
0: it's yeah it's singlehood but Uh, everything that you do in relationship but you do it with with multiple people so you are basically you are having more fun but you are lonely
1: Hmm. yeah not committed
0: why do people prefer job over freelancing because they have a security right you are going to get your um, salary no matter what and um, and but freelancing, you you have to consistently mm. find clients and consistently work, do a really good job. Otherwise, nobody's going to work with you. Uh, and in relationship, mm-hmm. um, it's the same. You, if, even if yeah. you are seeing two or three different people, you are continuously making effort with these people. And and by the end of the day, you're lonely. You're not actually mm. sharing your personal life with them, or you, you're not being hundred percent honest. I don't think there there is a concept of friendship when you are seeing multiple people. It becomes transactional. This is what I believe. What do you think?
1: I agree. I just had this random startup idea while you were saying all of this. Uh, perhaps LinkedIn and have a feature. Let's swipe, right swipe on companies you like. No, that would be nice. Uh, Different way to have interviews.
0: But companies not going to hire you. They'll ask for referral. So,
1: yeah. <laughs> Maybe Bumble should also have a referral feature. Who knows? That would be
0: nice. Yeah, uh, that would be great, actually. I've never tried
1: Bumble bills or Bumble BFF, actually. Uh, Nobody does that. Okay, Bumble something.
0: is for one thing only.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I see a lot of people using LinkedIn for uh, other stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I can see it in the comments. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's happening. For example, um, some random people commenting on a... Um, on a female's profile that, okay, great, I would like to check out your content and all that. Too, uh, too sugar-coated. Yeah. And they're not th- like that in real life. I've seen some of, some of my friends do that and I know how they comment otherwise. So LinkedIn is definitely not professional that much as far as I can see. At least in India. India usually spoils social media platforms to another level. Quora has become totally different and when Indians were onboarded. boarded. Quora became different. Clubhouse was different. Totally
0: yeah, yeah. I have a few of my personal examples on LinkedIn where people have reached out and asked for asked to date actually, which is super weird. Uh, because you don't know nothing about mm. me. So, I mean, yeah. those things that you usually get on Instagram, <laughs> on your outbox, uh, those kind of DMs. And I mean, I have also seen people. <laughs> Posting their selfies on LinkedIn. Which is really weird. Yeah, This is not a... Again, you also post jokes. So I believe this (laughs) is not a platform. Where I come to see people. (laughs) I have Instagram for that.
1: I think LinkedIn is realizing. Itself that. uh, They can't just be a very professional platform. Because uh, people at the end of the day. Still want to see the real side of you. Even if it's not that professional. They're kind of more open to it. Or maybe because people it's not about the platform at all, but Mm. just the people who have stopped getting organic engagement on Instagram or Facebook. And LinkedIn algorithm is still very friendly and um, Mm. you tend to then just upload stuff that you shouldn't perhaps because you'll get some likes, some more dopamine hits uh, as compared to Instagram. Instagram, in terms of organic reach, I think is totally dead. It was trying to be TikTok at one point. People used to get millions of views for a very lame reel but now it's become very uh, tighter in terms of mm. numbers
0: yeah Instagram I can see because uh, it's it's Facebook basically and they want mm. to make money so if you yeah. want to increase your reach you'll have to put in money and run ads again yeah. we have started talking about marketing stuff but uh, organic organic, growing organically on um, Instagram is very difficult versus LinkedIn mm. I think it's it's pretty easy versus mm. Instagram
1: yeah and speaking of platforms, I've also realized that what Bumble has been doing with a lot of uh, men or boys, <laughs> at least in India, it's, uh, I was discussing it, with, with discussing this with a bunch of friends that Bumble makes women feel comfortable. Yeah. Okay, okay, screw Tinder. Anyway, the founder of Bumble, one of the co-founders at least was a co member of Tinder also. So mm. they had this thing that we'll make a more safe Tinder, we'll get women on board. And then once women are on board and also men want to join, they won't really get matches un- until they pay for Bumble Premium. Yeah. And this might be valid for other platforms also. Bumble is just an example. Please don't sue me. <laughs> but I think uh, this is a smart way to still make people pay because Tinder couldn't really leverage uh, the premium model. And hence, I think the quality went down. So they're trying to keep quality check also while charging men because usually women have more options especially in india i don't think that is
0: true uh i personally like putting on filters and Hmm. you don't get filters with the standard version you'll have to pay for that and there are other things as well for example uh so bumble they are limiting number of swipes per day Hmm. so that is also there if you are swiping more than i don't know what is the number but then you'll have to pay so yeah. that is there there is also line. i don't know what is that but that is also a beeline pre- is i think
1: the people who uh have matched with you mm-hmm. but you're yet to discover them
0: okay. on
1: your on your timeline or whatever and uh, i think they don't really show you who has matched with you
0: mm-hmm.
1: that's also a premium feature
0: yeah
1: revealing your beeline or having unlimited swipes but i think um uh, i think we should have a at least I'll post about it someday. Like link yeah. Bumble for LinkedIn types.
0: Yes. Uh I need, specifically need to reference. Think of a name. Huh.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I mean, people could
0: uh, people should have an uh, option to recommend you. Hmm. <laughs> so you can see <laughs> people who have previously chatted what they think about you and why they rejected yeah. you. <laughs> we
1: uh, we should have reviews like last one on Bumble. 4.5 yeah. out of five. Yeah. Rashmata <laughs> <laughs> Communication 4.7. <laughs> uh monogamy 3.5 maybe <laughs> monogamy. <laughs>
0: yeah
1: it'll be too much i think everything if you show everything online yeah. actually it might be better uh less suffering for people like more information is better than no information perhaps in the dating world who knows
0: i don't agree actually because it will be mm. really difficult i am a very weird person so i'll add all those filters <laughs> that you know i am looking for a person who doesn't want kids i am also looking mm. a person who doesn't smoke and all these things are should not be in somebody's filter when they are looking for a partner because people mm. change right right now i yeah. am in a phase where i don't want kids but maybe five years down the line i would want mm. kids so you know mm. these things are very uh, i don't think there should be these kind of filters to be honest mm. on bimble you'll yeah. see these kind of filters and they yeah. don't make sense
1: for example, you're talking about different filters and I think I'm talking about, uh, for example, if some of my friends, they end up mm-hmm. uh, going on a date with a playboy <laughs> and they're not really, they find him interactive, but at, at the end of the day, they can't really get what they want, which is a relationship. Mm-hmm. So if the person has made it clear that I am this person, if he's very transparent, then it's okay. But I think still many people prefer to portray something totally different and they'll be in this um, I love you mode very very soon, yeah. and just use that use that as an advantage. But I think it's difficult to reveal a lot in terms of dating on it. I think it also breaks all the mystery or at least the anticipation that you have about a person, and there will be too much. For example, I psychologically I realized if I ever swipe, I never swipe on long profiles because I just have a feeling they will talk a lot. <laughs> uh, like people will long bios will talk a lot i just have this hunch <laughs> so yeah. it's like it's, it's not a filter i have but mentally i have this filter okay left, yes, um oh. so wow. this is one and uh, if it's one photo then i don't swipe right because yeah. it's the easiest way to fake then if there are a lot of photos but all of them are selfies then i feel that okay does this person have a life, mm-hmm. or does this is is she too self-obsessed so i swipe left so this is just very random Filters, I don't even, I don't have other filters on Bumble. Maybe I used to have a filter of regular smokers mm. on Bumble. Otherwise, it was it was cool. Uh, but um, yeah, mentally, I, I do have some filters. And I can be a judgmental, judgmental auntie when it comes to <laughs> these things. I have a
0: completely different uh process, to be honest. So, uh, I'll Mm. put in a filter of kilometers, which is basically 20-kilometer radius. I don't want to go to Noida from Rohini to meet this guy. Mm. Uh, I'll put on that filter and uh, age filter. So, I don't want Mm. 22 years old um, texting me or reaching (laughs) me. (laughs) They are stupid. You don't want to be the sugar mommy. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Mm. So,
0: I'll put on these filters and then I'll just swipe right everyone.
1: Okay, hmm. and then oh, nice. the people,
0: the people who are now in my chat, uh, because again, as a woman, I get the first move. Uh, I'll hmm. then I'll look at their profile, um, and you know, again, see these things that whether they have only selfies, whether they have photos of their abs only, and things like that. Hmm. Then I'll then I'll filter and reject them. So this is what I used yeah. to do uh, when I was aggressively bumbling. Else, <laughs> I hmm. right everyone, and then especially on weekends so i'll swipe right to everyone and then uh, they, we'll start connecting on weekdays and then i'll see okay who is this person should i talk to him hmm. or
1: not hmm. i used to feel that if if men do that if men i i don't know if it applies to filters or not but if men keep swiping right on profiles their their profile um their profile standard i don't know what to call it I, the strength of your profile keeps going down because you start mm-hmm. seeming desperate to the algorithm. Um, so algorithm. I don't, don't Getting judged algorithm. Yeah, yeah. We all are. Rashmita, you should know. Why. <laughs> Instagram. Yes, yes.
0: <laughs> it's not that
1: your deal is not good enough. It's just the algorithm that sucks. Mm-hmm. Makes you post daily. Do you post daily on Instagram or on any platform?
0: Um, no. Not daily on any any social yeah. media platform. I it's, want to have a schedule uh-huh. for LinkedIn. Uh, Hmm. which I don't. Uh, On Instagram, it's mostly personal stuff and there is not Hmm. usually much going on on daily basis. So Hmm. occasionally. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think at least influencers post daily because Hmm. A, they have a lot of time perhaps now that they're earning from their work and uh, B, it also favors the algorithm and that's why a lot of influencers get called out for copying like the bigger creators that get called out for copying the smaller creators mm. because they're out of ideas every day, but they still have to post something. So they end up copying a lesser known page or a face. That happens a lot, but it serves the algorithm. And uh, uh, I think Instagram is no more about your personal life. It's more about your public life or the the perception you want of yourself. Mm. Very few people, are, I think, enjoying posting content on Instagram, like the day-to-day people. Not it's very people toxic.
0: Who- it's very yeah
1: it's, it's become quite different mm-hmm. um, but yeah once you get through and you start earning out of it mm. it's different but i've seen a lot of people quit their jobs just to become a creator and uh, unless you have a financial backing it's very weird i once uh, saw Abish, abhishek new story uh, saying that if you just quit your job to become a content creator you were previously dancing for your boss and now you're dancing for mark zuckerberg congratulations this was his post and i kind of agreed with that that makes sense yeah, but yeah, that brings in a different kind of financial uh, freedom if you're able to become a creator. But that, but then you have to kind of become ad spaces for for brands and mm. kind of seem pretentious in some of your posts. So it comes at a cost. But, but we all are pretending
0: people. in our posts. Nobody is posting the real selves. They, I mean, not just filter hmm. and all those things, but also showing uh, the world that I'm always happy is also a lie. At least my Instagram is always happy stuff. I don't post me crying oh, or
1: whatever. Your Insta seemed genuine to me, but now I have a different uh, take <laughs> on it. Okay.
0: <laughs> but, I mean, this is true for everyone. You have yeah, yeah. bad days. You don't share that yeah. I'm crying my eyes out or
1: hmm. um,
0: something really bad happened to me. Somebody is sick in my house. You don't share these things.
1: Hmm. Right. That's true. Very few people do that. I, uh, I don't remember the name of this uh, comedian. She posted... Right after a panic, panic attack, she posted stories, a series of stories of how she's looking, what she's feeling mm-hmm. after the panic attack. And I think that was uh, not surprising coming from a comedian because they're mm-hmm. slightly more close to the truth sometimes. In terms of jokes and I think in terms of just
0: And even if uh, you do that, these people, people will call them fake. That you're doing this for uh, publicity or more followers and things like that. So even this Mm -hmm. uh, thing that, I mean, you want to share something positive, people will make it something negative for you. They'll
1: start Mm -hmm. trolling you and
0: hate comments and everything.
1: That was me with influence. Uh, (laughs) That was me with motivational speakers at one point. (laughs) But... uh, I think yes, uh, and I think I was once replying to Uncle Variko on a comment that it's okay, uncle, you don't really get love from all people. Fame comes with just more attention from people, not love. It's okay. We can uh, have different POVs. He was he was kind of uh, very happy when he saw a post when he saw a post on himself, but when he started reading the comments and people were trolling him, that's when he that's when he started being slightly. Defensive in comments, and I think he also made sense. We also made sense. There was no right answer, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, I just felt that uh, if you're a motivational speaker and you can get really bugged by some trolling comments, then this is not really motivating for me. So I was coming from that POV. But I think it was it was nice. And ultimately, I I kind of as a blessing in disguise, I realized that uh, he's very smartly handled social media for him, and he has a dedicated team for every process and even if they work for multiple platforms he has a dedicated persona Uh, for LinkedIn it's like 20 to 30 year old only English speaking I'll be this mentor to them on Instagram it's like teenagers I'll make Mm. jokes for them in reels, talking in Hindi and
0: everything yeah
1: talking in Hindi yeah a Mm. lot more on YouTube I also have a shorts channel many influencers have different shorts channels now which is not related to this podcast at all so I'll get back to the topic of
0: (laughs) we went on a different journey actually
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah might not even edit this out who knows but
0: the topic was uh, why
1: why jobs are like relationships yeah we were at freelance and i think we were also uh uh, discussing the playboy versus friend zone thing about freelancing or singlehood because at the starting as you had mentioned
0: yeah yeah
1: uh, it's more in the friend zone Mm -hmm. the company's friend zone you because you don't have that credibility or the experience and, uh,
0: then you become a playboy like yeah. i have a lot of demand i'll tell you what i want to do and hmm. just pay me
1: <laughs> that's uh, rashmita today professionally
0: <laughs> yeah if this is the persona then i would love to be <laughs> the playboy here <laughs> not the friend zone guy
1: yeah we've talked about relationships and freelance i think very extreme uh, versions black and white but uh, there was also this thing we were planning to discuss which was uh the grey area called a comet relationship.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, what is a comet relationship, Rajat? Tell
1: us. Uh, comets like comets are two planets. They come and go. Sometimes uh, that's what uh, this relationship is about. A person comes into your life, then vanishes, then they come back. It's a 2 and fro cycle. But when they're there, it's more than a, a short-lived thing. They're there for certain certain mm-hmm. number of days, weeks, months, and then uh, it's like it was never there so it's it can be toxic for some people but for some people it's a good uh, mix Uh, especially when you have someone in a different city and uh, it's kind Mm. of more than just physical so it's kind of a comet relationship like comets
0: yeah actually when you shared the concept of comet relationship because we already have discussed Mm. this thing uh, i honestly thought it'll be something uh good or magical Mm. Right, because uh, you know you see a falling star, you make Mm. a wish. So I thought it will be something like that. Uh, It's a magical relationship, or it feels like fairy tale, or something Mm. like that. Something you wished for Mm. actually. But now uh, listening to the definition, it doesn't sound really magical to me. It sounds like okay, (laughs) this (laughs) happens.
1: (laughs) I don't think anything in the relationship is magical beyond the initial honeymoon period, as you mentioned, because. That's when the hormones are at play and you just want to do everything with this person. You want mm. them to be your uh, lifelong uh, therapist, your lifelong uh, financial partner and uh, physical partner, emotional partner, everything. Mm. Uh, the parent of your kids. But I think that's just the initial magical part with, with anything, I think. I also mm. had a magical phase with writing. I used to write uh, 5,000 mm. word blog posts for a company and join uh, as part of digital marketing this way but then i realized that okay uh, writing is difficult you have to put yourself into that zone and also writers have tried to sound very smart with the uh, other writers have tried to sound very smart with the writer's block which mm-hmm. is i don't think uh that true as a concept because if you have a deadline you will ultimately post something even if it's 70 80% there mm-hmm. uh, you at least submit something as compared to being lost in that slow but perfect run loop, which can get quite so filthy.
0: basically, you'll get bored. even if you love writing today, you'll get bored after a few months. Same is the case with the person. um, you like going out with this person. you like dating him or her. But after some time, you'll get bored. You would want new people in your life. yeah, and but, that hmm. is what happens with most people uh, yeah. in terms of relationship and job. we I mean, I have left job because I was bored so
1: hmm.
0: I thought I am not growing but actually I was bored hmm,
1: hmm, hmm. Yeah, so, and yeah.
0: the same is the relation with relationship um I got bored and I was like okay this is not working so I'll just starting ignoring hmm. this person hopefully he'll leave me but eventually
1: <laughs> <laughs> you just want your partner to die sometimes
0: <laughs> yeah that you
1: don't have to break up that's what yeah. uh Daniel Sloss had in his uh, Netflix special, Dixos. It's a nice special. You should watch it. Everyone mm-hmm. should. Um, but uh, I was coming to this other thing that you mentioned uh, about uh, tags. Because usually, especially people who have lived a very different life with their parents and they have not really gotten to what they wanted to do or be in life, they start mm-hmm. writing and journaling. And then they think they're writers, but eventually they realize okay, they just were expressing stuff. And i think i i also started with writing because of that ultimately now it's like i'm instead of 5000 word blog posts i'm writing three lines of uh, yeah. prep, premise setup punchline but yeah. um that's also something i do uh at night and um, i've also tried a lot of other forms of writing songwriting speech writing uh dialogue writing i still do sometimes but huh uh these tags keep changing and these tags also apply to relationships because you are uh, uh, Rashmita's partner so you're expected to behave in a certain way we have some standard and uh, you might change as a person after some years but you're still with Rashmita so it gets tricky whether you choose yourself or your uh, girlfriend of three four years or trying to Mm -hmm. find a midway and also i think some people are great boyfriend materials but not husband materials and uh, some people are great uh, boys, but not boyfriend materials will be held. It's just, it's a different ballgame. So I also believe that it's easier to see in movies that a boyfriend becomes a husband. But in real life, it doesn't happen that often. Because you're just not carved out for being a great husband. Yeah. As great you were as a boyfriend, it's totally different.
0: Yeah, money is really important, actually. when If you're marrying someone, then... Uh, your earnings, your savings, your investment and the way you look at money should mm. uh, I mean you have you should have similar thoughts around it, similar idea, otherwise it will be related yeah. I mean we see all these things in a series and everything you know I am the person who likes to save and the other one is uh, is the person who likes to spend, no mm. this is not a kind of relationship that will sustain you will uh, end up killing each other <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or taking each other's mm. money <laughs> whichever is worse
1: but rich people are also kind of antagonized. They were shown as villains in the 90s. And I think I grew up feeling that money is not great and rich people are bad. So it's okay to be middle class upper-middle class. And it was all a, a story at the end of the day. Because I think uh, Javed once said this in a in an interview. I think in Shut Up Ya Kunal, he said this. That uh, when we got independence from Britishers, we were mostly villagers and uh, trying to even into mm. agriculture trying to fight the authority so the hero was also uh, very poor trying to take on rich people then came a time in the 90s when the uh, current johar era when rich people were protagonists they were uh, nris mm. trying to go abroad k3g stuff and all of that then now we're at a time when we also have web series of course a lot more internet penetration so now we've kind of found a midway that the Protagonist is neither neither very rich nor uh, poor. They're just middle class people in a small town trying to go about their day, their daily lives. And people relate a lot to that and ultimately end up watching the whole web series. Because your web series is not just about the protagonist. It's about the whole universe you create. Uh, In a movie, you can do anything and get away with it. Like Brahmastra is not a relatable character at all. He's Mm -hmm. spitting fire like a dragon. But it still works because it's a two and a half hour movie.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, nowadays, the series that actually work for me, at least, are the series where where uh, your um, leads, they are not uh, good or bad. They are not black and white. They are hmm. in this gray zone where they have hmm. done some bad things. They have hmm. also done some good things. Um, hmm. So, it, for example, Andhah uh, movie where... Um, this actor who is he's pretending to be a blind person which Hmm. is you know you're faking something which you're not Hmm. but Mm -hmm. he he he's also a person who is going through a lot of bad things Hmm. and he has a reason for pretending to be blind so uh, all these gray area uh, series or movies where you can actually and it kind of tells you that you know you don't need to be a good person every time you can always hmm. you can also be selfish at times or
1: hmm.
0: uh, be bad to someone if you like so yeah these actual stories uh, are working for me at least
1: yeah don't take movies very seriously in terms of romance and uh, do take your jobs more seriously but also not as serious as any rom-com or bollywood typical romantic movie because jobs are just there to help you grow as a professional and earn money nothing more than that you you should chill perhaps it's just a job and also you should chill perhaps (laughs) it's just a partner most things are not permanent even your life partner will die before you perhaps who knows so they're not permanent it's okay